0: This is the Creative Agency Podcast, where we explore the strategies, aspirations, methods, and mistakes
1: behind growing and maintaining a successful creative agency. Hi there, it is I, Chris Bolton, and joining me is my brother, Andrew Bolton, founder of our agency, Murmur Creative. That is murmurcreative.com if you guys want to check us out. Uh, Welcome, brother Andrew. Thank you. Uh, So this episode is a follow-up to episode 17, which we did about halfway through the year, which was a follow-up to episode 6, which was our first uh, brotherly discussion about our growing agency. So we're going to talk about a bunch of things, whether we met our million-dollar goal for 2016, how our goal of only hiring one new employee worked out. Um, we're gonna to touch on website scope, uh, raising prices, finding clients, making mistakes, and a whole lot more. So let's get to it. Let's start out by just talking about our money goal. Andrew, did we make it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> we didn't quite make it. Yeah, we came close. We hit our our final total gross income for the year was eight hundred and twenty thousand, but we had, I think, we had about hundred and twenty dollars uh, of open invoices, so one hundred twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, sorry, yeah. one hundred twenty thousand dollars of open invoices. So you know that doesn't count as income, but if you add those two numbers up, you're you're getting you know pretty close to a million. So yeah, we did not quite make it. I think it became pretty apparent, kind of going you know once we got a little ways into that last quarter. Um, you know, it was interesting, too, because there, you know, we had a lot of projects that we were working on that, that came very close to being finished. And so, yeah, it felt it felt obtainable, you know, well into that that last quarter.
1: We admittedly, when we set that goal, we were having a huge first quarter. Yeah. And if it you know that quarter was the biggest of the year and if it had continued yeah, in I mean, that direction right. would have blown past a million dollars yeah we were
0: we were on track and it only seemed you know we were on track at the end of 3 months and it seemed as though we were only going to you know, increase quarter by quarter, which did not happen. And for yeah, and that second quarter actually was kind of a big dive, which we probably mentioned in the last podcast, but I think we were still pretty optimistic that that was just the lull before the Yeah, big, uh, exactly, exactly. Um, but no, things picked back up, but they did not, you know, pick up enough that we could make up for that second quarter.
1: But here's the thing is we profited 45%. I'm sorry, we grew
0: 45%. Right? We did not profit 45%. <laughs> Had we profited 45% we'd be on vacation right now. Yeah. Uh, we grew 40 45% or 44%, I think it was oh, right. at the very end. Um, but I think that what we realized at the end of the year when we looked back at everything and the goal that we had set and like we said we set it after uh, sort of during a really huge quarter at the beginning of the year. Uh, you know, when we looked at what the numbers would have been hitting a million dollars would have been, you know, 75% growth. Which that's crazy big growth for yeah, a business. Looking, <laughs> yeah, it was like, oh, why did we think that that was going to be achievable? And you know, again, it almost was. So it's you know, I don't think it was it was completely ridiculous. But looking back and realizing, wow, we didn't hit seventy five percent growth, but the business grew forty five percent growth was very encouraging. And you know, especially in a year where we were trying to put sort of a, a freeze on hiring, still doing forty five percent growth was was really huge and a testament to sort of our team really maturing and growing and
1: yeah and i think that you know predicting 45 or 75 percent growth for an agency when it's young is not always crazy because i mean for us we're looking at projects that are sometimes you know 50k or even up to 100k um, one of our largest or projects or more like if we just get one more of those projects during a year
0: which right. suddenly right. You grow... get yeah You get a deposit, you know at in December for a hundred thousand dollars and it changes everything so yeah There's there's a lot of room for yeah You know
1: one of the one of the issues with sort of us setting that million dollar goal was that we kind of we got our employees really excited about hitting it and we used it as sort of a carrot and stick And when we didn't hit it, it was disappointing for not just us, but for our employees. And that we learned some lessons from that, I think, in how we
0: sort of how we talk about those sorts of projections. Right. Trying to, what's the word I'm looking for? Motivate. Yeah. (laughs) You know, motivate clients or sorry, motivate our employees. Yeah, it was definitely, you know, that was at the end of the year. You know, we were pushing, pushing, pushing. You know, it was not it wasn't out of greed. It was out of, you know, we wanted wanted everyone to do well, and we wanted to, you know, we wanted to give raises, and sort of told the employees that if we hit that million dollar mark, that we would be able to do raises. When we didn't, we weren't able to do raises. We had also promised uh, health insurance. The health insurance we were able to do, which was awesome, and we, you know, put everybody on a healthcare plan with dental and all that a really good healthcare plan. It's very expensive. (laughs) Yeah. And so, you know, again, forty five percent growth. We were able to do that. But when you kind of promise over promise, then, you know, it gets yeah uh, it gets emotional. And I think also, you know, we were in the midst of a very difficult, very uh large website launch right at the end of the year, along with all of this. And so I think emotions were running high and things were, yeah, things were a little dicey there for a minute. So yeah, it was, it was, you know, a bit of a learning ex- learning experience for us. Yeah, I think that we're not
1: going to necessarily put a number on this year. You know, things are looking really good. I'm sort of a
0: big optimist. And so every time I see things kind of on an upward swing, I just assume that they're just going to continue on that swing (laughs) all the way to the end of times. I am starting to learn that, you know, there are those, those times where things, there are lulls and things even out and stuff. So, you know, going into this year, I have... Big expectations, but I'm sort of, you know, trying to keep a level head and say, okay, this is looking really good. Rather than getting so excited that we're just going to have huge profits, I'm more thinking, like, oh, good, we're going to be able to pay. for the year you know? yeah. and that that's that's a good you know that feels good and well um,
1: and as we grow too are it's amazing the expenses that come out of yeah. nowhere i yeah. mean you know we'll, we'll talk a little bit more we just added two new people you know and like it's not just the salaries but it's the the free lunches and this and
0: the yeah um, we just bought and, <laughs> we just bought five new apple computers all within like 60 days or something like yeah that. so there's there's a lot going on with finances
1: and and we're a lifestyle agency. We want to make life great for our employees. Yeah. You know, that's we're not trying to sell it. We're trying to make life great for our employees. So that's still the goal. Yeah, I think that we did two
0: rounds of raises last year. So. Yeah, I mean, we did. Yeah, we did raises for the very first at the very beginning of the year, and we did raises at six months. You know, and then we did insurance at the end of the year. So we're succeeding like we said, we just sort of over promised that bit us in the butt a little bit, but no, I think it was a good lesson learned. And I think going into this year, you know, we're going to, we're going to see how it goes because again, we don't even know. So it's, (laughs) yeah, but it's looking great. I mean, you know, we can tell that, that like we can sustain, right. No problem. Well,
1: And the funny thing, the funny thing is, is that, you know, our goal for last year was to make a million dollars. We have
0: to make million dollars this year yeah there that's <laughs> that's our expenses yeah. <laughs> month to month um so it's, yeah it is funny that that's you know the beginning of last year having made about five hundred and seventy thousand dollars the year before this million dollar goal seemed like just this like you know i couldn't imagine owning a business that you know cost a million dollar you know would make a million dollars in a year and going into this year it's like you know there's no other option. We're going to hit we, that million dollars or we're going to be in trouble. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we're on pace to do that, no problem. So it's, yeah, yeah it's...
1: Yeah, we onboarded a lot of really good work um, real early this year. So it feels, feels comfortable. You know, the one thing that I think that could happen since we onboarded a lot of projects and we got some of those first paychecks is that we might end up having a lull, you know, because we bill... Upfront and then we bill at the end of a project Mm -hmm. and we onboarded a bunch of stuff in the beginning But then there's that middle ground while we're working on stuff. We're maybe too busy to take on new work But we're not necessarily getting those final website checks. So there could be sort of that dry period Where we're even though we're gonna have the money eventually we might be a little bit low on cash So we'll see if that happens, right?
0: Yeah, and that's what credits for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but historically we've never had to use credit really, which is, you know, helps you sleep a little easier at night. Yeah. So hopefully that won't happen, but it's there if we need it and um, yeah, I'm confident that throughout the whole year we're going to be just fine. One of the things that I think in hindsight, so you know,
1: we set the goal of just hiring one person last year, we were we really wanted to improve the quality of our products. Um, and not necessarily hire a bunch of people just for growth. Yeah, You know, in retrospect, we we really struggled at the end of the year. We were just, everybody was burning the candles on both ends and probably hiring, if we'd gotten another developer in a little bit earlier, things would have gone a little bit smoother,
0: in my estimation. I don't know if you feel the same way. No, I do. Um, Unfortunately, I think also one of the more stressful things is doing the hiring so yeah. you know at, at a certain point i think very, toward the very end we did sort of fold and say okay let's just hire someone and we did a whole round of interviews with developers we just weren't able to pull the trigger on anyone you know we kind of we kind of knew yeah <laughs> that, that needed to happen yeah. but we you know we were we were also just doing the interviews and meeting with people was so hard to do in the midst of trying to launch a whole bunch of websites and the, you know the regular chaos that's going yeah. on at an agency that um yeah we sort of needed a lull in order to actually do that and focus on that which we were sort of able to do at the beginning of this month uh, or sorry at the beginning of last month beginning of the year that was a big difference so yeah we hired a, a junior designer as well so two mm-hmm. new hires right at the beginning of the year yeah we hired um, aaron who Was our intern for for many months. I think a good portion of 2016 Mm -hmm. and she was awesome and we Yeah, we sort of wanted to hire her all along But you know, we're really trying to figure out what that best hire was going to be We go back and forth on these hirings all the time in the last
1: podcast, you know I was we're both talking about how we need a UI UX designer Mm -hmm. but something that's happened in the last six months is we've really all of us have really educated ourselves about UI UX design. And I've taken on a lot of that role. It's not as desperate of a need anymore. We were like struggling in UI UX and it yeah. felt like we needed someone in here who yeah. could do that, but we kind of
0: solved that problem. Yeah, so. I think everybody sort of, I think we had a lot of discussions about that and then everybody sort of owned it and learned a bit and took it more seriously and thought about it more, you know, more and, yeah, all of a sudden the product was just improving, and, you're, and you kind of realize, oh, actually, if we just had another designer and another developer, we can totally cover this portion.
1: Yeah, and I think one of the things that we really wanted to improve was sort of uh, that ratio of um, makers versus managers, because we have, you know, we had four to five people doing, you know, management, project management, and then five to six people working just focused on client work obviously actually all of us do at least a little bit of client work still now both you and i do oh yeah um but we realized that if we can sort of improve that ratio so that we have more makers more designers more developers that we're going to be more profitable in the end because while managers are necessary they are not a direct source of profit
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> or income. Right, 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 right. Yeah, you know, I mean, I guess that seems sort of obvious, but, you know, there's also that tipping point and figuring out where that tipping point is where you have too many makers to be managed by, you know, just right. so many. But I think, you know, I think we we're, we're lopsided the other way at the moment. Um, and well, and I think we've sort of rectified it. So at the moment, I think we're, we're starting to feel kind of evened out, feel a little evened. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's, I mean, that's kind of going to make a huge difference this year.
1: Yeah. And I don't know exactly, you know, I think that we've sort of opened up the, the dam. We're We're not opposed to hiring this year. One hire I would like to make is an SEO person because my job is sort of stretched right now between working with clients on ongoing SEO Doing website strategy and UI, UX, and doing more sort of executive tasks and um, helping with management and stuff like that. So, you know, at least for the moment, it's and because SEO can be very profitable for us, it seems like it might be good to bring on an SEO person. But we don't currently, at this very moment, I think, quite have the incoming revenue for that but i but looking at projects that we have on the books we may very well have have
0: enough income soon to yeah hire but, someone uh, yeah like, certainly at some point this year when we launch the next five websites they all have ongoing seo plans that you know that could pay someone's salary right there so yeah. um yeah i can definitely see that being in the near future if not the next hire and we had talked last time we really thought we needed an admin
1: person um and We kind of, at least for now, that's kind of off the table. We've sort of just been dividing admin tasks among everybody here. I don't know if, you know, that could come up again this year, potentially. Yeah, Yeah, Um, definitely.
0: I think that's the thing is, you know, everybody feels, everyone feels stretched a little thin. And so when you start piling on, like, you know, odds and end jobs are sort of like, how can you put you know, how can we put this on yeah. our project manager who's just buried, or, you know, how do we put this on um, you know, a content person who has websites to populate and, you know, it it's it's hard, but I think now we have a little bit more of an even distribution of those little tasks. And yeah. now there are some showdowns like who's gonna answer the phone for a while. That, yeah, yeah. You know <laughs> it's, it's definitely it can get a little contentious, but um you know, I think that's, that's the nature of a small agency is that everybody wears lots of hats and everybody, you know, no one's role begins and ends with their title. (laughs) You know, everybody's got to do other stuff. And I don't know, to me, that's, Sort of some of the fun of working for a small agency is you're not doing the same thing every day, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, as the owner, I never do the same thing. Sometimes feels like ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I think that's cool. I think it breaks up. It breaks up your week when when you have a lot of different kinds of tasks. And right, I think right. it's just you know, again, it's it's the nature of a small agency. So we don't have much of a choice as we grow. I think people like you know, like an admin person or something like that will eventually become a necessity and that'll be great but we're just you know we're a few steps away from that still
1: yeah i mean it causes stress sometimes when people are like oh that's not my job or that's right that's your job or isn't that you know like we don't have formal job descriptions for people so you know we have titles yeah but like we haven't decided exactly what everybody's
0: responsibility is and and sometimes that can cause yeah and we're working on defining those roles um it's interesting i think what's cool about a small agency is that sometimes people get hired to do one thing and then you just find that they're incredibly talented at this other thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then they sort of move into, you know, you just, you kind of want to utilize people for their for their talents and their skills. And I, yeah, we have a couple employees like that whose, you know, job titles have even changed since they've been here because, you know, we hired them for one thing and then, You know, we sort of were like, man, they're doing a fine job at that. But look at, you know, they have a great capacity for working with clients directly or, you know, whatever it is. You know, I guess it's like you could do like a sports team metaphor or something. (laughs) Like, you know, you could, you realize that somebody's a better point guard than a power forward. Yeah. And, and, you know, utilizing that person for their strengths, you're going to be stronger because of it.
1: We've learned a lot about that. I mean, and, and people are learning about themselves and what they like doing, and, mm-hmm. and, and that's really cool. I mean, that's again, I think that the lifestyle agency angle is: we want people to find their dream jobs and yeah. figure out what they like
0: doing best, and yeah. if we can accommodate that, we will. Yeah. You know, and because and you know because not only we're a young small agency, um, our employees are mostly new to their job. Titles, You know, yeah. we, I mean, we have a few people that have a few years of experience and, and, you know, one or two people who have a lot of years of experience, but for the, a lot, you know, there are quite a few people here who this is literally their first job at an agency. So they're learning what they are good at and what they want to be doing and how it all works, you know, along with us. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a cool organic kind of setting. One of the
1: things um, that I've grappled with a lot this year is website scope. That big website project that we talked about at the end of the year was sort of an example of something that we were really passionate about, but we hadn't really scoped it out that well. And in the end, it's not something that I don't, you know, you were saying earlier, you asked anyone in this office if we go back and not do this project, I don't think anyone would say we shouldn't have done it. Yeah. But most definitely not a profitable project. Yeah. It was a huge pain in the ass, passion project. That probably lost us some money, but in the end, I think we probably all learned a lot from it as an agency, and it's going to make us stronger oh, yeah.
0: going forward. No, it was a huge strain on us, um, but I think in now in retrospect, you're like, those are the growing pains that you go through to become a bigger, better agency. And yeah, I, I think if I ask those same people if you know we go back and do it again would should we have just turned it down i don't think anybody would say we should have turned it down we, we all might have a few extra gray hairs but <laughs> yeah i think um with that came you know a ton of experience and you know this year started you know that site went live and we've immediately gotten more business because of it because our final product was fantastic And it was, you know, I was so proud of our team because, you know, in the end we pulled through and, you know, we didn't do everything perfect, but we did it together as a team and the final product was beautiful. So, and, you know, we're already feeling the rewards of that. Even if it wasn't, you know, immediately financial, it's certainly going to, in the long run, going to help us out financially and, you know, in other ways. Yeah, and I think it was really... It was was a big project
1: that had a big e-commerce piece, and that's something that we've sort of danced around as a company. Sort of like e-commerce can get a little scary. It's kind of hard to scope. It's hard to know when you get into it how deep you're going to get. And I think we've gotten a lot better at sort of understanding what we can and can't do, what we can do well in e-commerce. And in the end, you know, e-commerce projects are bigger and you know hopefully more profitable than brochure sites which
0: we've done a lot of in the past yeah. <laughs> and we're learning that we need to put larger price tags on those websites because oh, yeah. yeah it's it's night and day you know when they when there's that sort of complex functionality but even, then on top of that just what those websites have writing on them you know they they you know in a lot of cases they are the business so if if they underperform the entire business your client is you know suffering so that it's it's like not an option yeah. <laughs> you know like you can't you can't do it half assed it's got to be it's got to be great it's got to be better than what they had before and you need to make sure that that investment they they made in you was well worth it yeah. speaking
1: speaking of that we're working on a website right now it's not e-commerce per se but it gets a million hits a month, and that's a lot of responsibility because they they do get ad revenue through that website. So, you know, like yeah, you take on these bigger projects, but they you sweat a lot. It's A little too. more stress, right? Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> I think that's another thing that we're learning, and and you know, Murmur, we've talked about this in the, in the previous couple of podcasts, but you know, work life balance is incredibly important to us. And I think, I think honestly, I think we do a better job than probably most agencies out there. I mean, you know, we we try to really stick to a nine to five schedule. Um, You know, we we encourage employees not to take the work home with them and to, you know, have a life outside of here, obviously. But you realize when you look at those big agencies that are working on those just, you know, multi-million dollar budgets and stuff, right that's why they're all staying there all night because the pressure is so high on those sorts of things and as we enter these projects that are you know in the hundreds of thousands of dollars in budget you start you know you just start to feel that and you're like oh right we can't go home right now you know (laughs) and that's not every week but you know we had that period of time at the end of the year i think that was a big adjustment we're like oh right you know we had developers staying up to all hours in the morning and people staying late and 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 that's you know that's that's not what I want to be the the norm around here, mm-hmm. um, but you you see how it happens at other agencies. You yeah. know you're like, oh God, right? Because there's a lot riding on it, and you know I do accept the fact that that now and again, throughout the year, we're gonna have a you know we're gonna have a couple late nights. We're gonna have a couple stressful situations where where we're gonna have to really dig in and you know i think that's okay and i think everybody here understands that and is accepting of that um as long as the norm is still right get home get to your family and yeah. and you know some of that too is we can get better
1: at process you know better at scoping things out that's you know i think that the 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 more we can reduce the surprises the less we're gonna have to mm-hmm. you know burn the midnight oil and that was one of the problems at the end of our big project is um, we hadn't quite prepared for it. We weren't, we weren't, we had never done anything like that before and we hadn't anticipated as much as we, you know, a more experienced agency would have. So,
0: and for, and because of that reason, um, I think one of the things that was the hardest about that project is we, we dropped the ball a little bit on client expectations. You know, like I said before, the final product that we delivered was fantastic and I don't think, you know, no one's complained about it. You know, the client hasn't complained whatsoever. They've actually been given us praise about that. But at the time of launch, they were not super happy with us, yeah. <laughs> you know. And, and, you know, I think that we had not prepared them for sort of the, what a website launch looks like. And, and especially a big e-commerce website launch. And so, you know, that was sort of a learning experience. of Like, oh, right, we need to have those conversations at the beginning and say you know something like that goes live and there's going to be a period of time where we need to monitor it you need to be monitoring we need to be having constant conversations about how users are using it and if we need to make some some you know quick improvement uh, you know changes updates on the fly to get this thing dialed in and I think you know they had the expectation that the switch was going to get flipped and this thing Everything was going to, was be, going to work. Perfect. Yeah, it was going to hum along and we were going to shake hands and and it was going to be finished. And, you know, I don't think, I think we realized that that wasn't the case, but failed to sort of prepare them for that big, big learning lesson. There. Yeah. Yeah,
1: <laughs> definitely. One of the things that we sort of started out this year with, um, and even the end of last year is sort of letting, the sort of like letting go of legacy clients, um, smaller clients that really, they can't really afford us. And some of, a lot of these people are sort of locked into us through hosting because Mm -hmm. we, um, and some of them through sort of ongoing SEO where, you know, like they're paying rates that were a lot smaller than what we actually charge newer clients. And we know they're small businesses. They can't, you know, they just can't afford us anymore. And it's kind of sad to like part ways with those clients, but they also can end up taking up a lot of time right. and, and, and hurting us as yes. a business. Yeah. So
0: well, and it's, and for me, I feel like it's sort of especially emotional because, you know, some of them are no brainer, you know, clients that we just need to walk away from. It's not, you know, we're, we're not even really doing them any you know, we're, charging them more than they can afford and they're, you know, need different things and and so on and so forth. But some of those clients are clients that I've been working with since I started out almost, you know, 10 years ago. And they literally let, you know, let Murmur come to be. They've been with me, you know, the whole time. And you know, I have personal relationships with them, and some of these clients feel like family. Some of them are friends, and people
1: that like we have outside relationships with that we we hang out with. That right, are
0: and yeah, and and for me, you know, having had these long term relationships with these people, they seem very important to the business. You know, they might not be any more financially, but in the in the big picture, they were, and they you know they seem that way to me, and. But then I have, you know, the majority of our employees are, you know, have all come on in the last couple years. So they're sort of looking at these clients and going, what the hell are we doing working for, you know, why would we possibly do this for this rate, for this client, like it doesn't make any sense, Business wise, right, um, and you know, and they get it. I've explained it to them why you know we have these relationships, and and you know, some of them have built relationships with those people as well and get it. But I just think I feel a little more than I feel a little more than most because some of these, like I said, some of these relationships are ten years long. I literally they got me off, you know, got me off and running. So um, yeah, it's tricky. It's really it's it's hard for me, and it's good having the team helped to sort of nudge me along. That's kind of how I see it, you know, and when we were, you know, when we realized that we had, you know, I don't know how many websites we were hosting that we'd accumulated over 10 years, but... Yeah, like almost a hundred websites. Yeah, we're hosting like a hundred websites. And, you know, some of them are pretty, you know, most of them are probably pretty quiet and they're just sitting on these servers, but every once in a while someone comes along and something's broken, their expectation is we would just get in and fix it, whatever it is. And that's totally not realistic anymore for us like we can't you know we'd need to charge those hours and we need to charge those hours at our current rates and some of these clients might be used to paying half of what our current rate is right um, and so those changes need needed to happen I've been I've been just sort of peeling the Band-Aid off really slowly. Um, and it's not like we are emailing anybody and saying you're fired. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we, we do it very gently and very... And, and, and they're not fired at all. Like, the, we just... Have to sort of change the relationship, um, sort of let them know what they need to expect if they if they want to keep working with us. That you know we can't afford to give them the the rate that they had before. You know if they you know we like we said we shifted all of our hosting. You know and the price went up quite a bit. So we sort of gave everybody. We said you know at the beginning of the year we said hey, our hosting is changing. We're not going to be offering these services. We will be offering these services, but they're substantially more expensive. Um, we'll give you a year to decide whether you'd like to stay with with us and move on to our you know new new offerings or find new hosting and if you do find new hosting we will help you set it up and and all that you know
1: we we were offering basic shared hosting to some people for like 20 bucks a month and we basically are saying we're and email hosting and we're saying look we're not going to do email hosting anymore and our new VPS managed hosting is $135 a month. So more if it's uh e commerce hosting. Yeah, it's, certain other know, things
0: can can drive that.
1: From going from twenty dollars a month to hundred and thirty five dollars a month is a big jump. <laughs> so and we did it understanding that a lot of clients will be like, okay. We can't pay that. Where are we going to go? You know, and and we're going to help everybody out and help them find other solutions. And, you know, it'll take some time and some expense on our part to let go of those clients and sort of help them find other places. Yeah,
0: that'll sort of set us up for hopefully next year being a little (laughs) more trim in that category.
1: So the last thing I wanted to talk about is just sort of some of our projections for um, the coming year. What are we going to focus on? What do we, um, you know, we're not like I said, we're not going to set some, you know, one point five million dollar (laughs) goal. We're just going to see what happens. Sounds great, though. (laughs) But uh, we are planning on sort of drafting up a business plan, and unfortunately, we just have that's on the list, but we have not had the free time to do it. I think that there are some things that we do know that we're going to um, work on. What are those those things in your mind, Andrew? Um,
0: I would definitely say one is discovery, you know, it's interesting, I don't know if, if other people see it this way, but I kind of see discovery as the difference between a small agency and a large agency, or, or not even large or small, but like, you know, kind of a, a, a you know a couple person shop or whatever. And, you know, a big serious agency, uh, maybe that's just sort of because as we shifted from one thing to another or as we are shifting from one to another, that seems like sort of the marker. Mm-hmm. Um you know, when I was starting out and kind of just doing freelance and, you know, bringing on an employee or whatever, discovery wasn't really a word I used. You know, we I met with the client and, you know, certainly discovery took place, yeah. but I didn't think about it in terms of, oh, this is a phase. This should be considered like billable hours or whatever. You know, those were just kickoff meetings and, and sitting down with the client and calling them when I had a question and, and you know, we didn't have any sort of system for that. And, you know, I've been nudged a lot by you and other employees to be like, oh, we really need to dial this stuff in. And it was, you know, super intimidating to me, um, having, you know, never run any sort of discovery process before, but now that we're, now that we have discovery processes, it's, uh, you know, I can see the benefit, obviously it's, it's, it's completely integral to what we do. So I think, you know, refining those is going to be huge and it's going to make us, a you know, 100 percent better at what we're doing. So that's probably number one on my list for what I just like to add to that. Like I feel like it's you bond with
1: your client when you're doing mm-hmm. discovery absolutely, and that that is so important, you know, because that can solve so many problems down the line that you wouldn't even know would exist. Mm-hmm. And to get to know your client better, spend yeah, time with them, do a workshop with them, do some interviews, like yeah. get to know them, yeah.
0: you know? And as scary as I used to think it was, it's actually super fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, and you know, I, I mean, I've always gotten to do certain things, um, you know, discovery things. But now that we have more systems, it's like we're doing that much more. Um, but no, I mean, I getting to go visit a facility of some client, you know, we did, uh, this one just popped into my head, but you know, we did a B2B company that, that, you know, did food packing. I don't know, it was like going to their food packing plant and putting on hairnets and big overcoats and uh, safety goggles and walking through and seeing how, you know, all the food was packaged. You know, it's it's the weirdest thing in the world but it's super cool and it's super fun and then you kind of get you know you dig deep into that client's world and all of a sudden you know you're sort of this expert on food packing (laughs) it's it's just like i don't know i never thought i would think that was all that interesting but when when you're doing it um it's really cool so i i think it's it's important on a lot a lot of levels Let's see. Another thing that we're really focused on, that we're going to focus on this year is um, expanding our branding offerings. You know, we have always, you know, designed logos for companies. And I think that that's something that that we did a lot because that was sort of my strongest skill set as a designer. So you know, we did logos and we did business packages and you know, whatever other print collateral websites um, and stuff like that. But we didn't always dig in super deep into sort of brand philosophies and uh, messaging and sort of how all those pieces fit together with the visual branding. And I think that if we want to expand that part of our business, Um, you know to have it kind of catch up with the web design portion um, which I really do we need to expand those offerings and um, you know we've got a we have I guess now we have four very very talented graphic designers on staff you know one of them focuses mostly on on web but you know I want to really build out that that branding piece and and kind of you know i'd love to ideally we'd be kind of 50 50 websites and branding and, and we're we are headed in that direction we actually had a big um surpri- kind of surprised us a little bit last year when we looked at the numbers at the end of the year that um the branding portion is actually growing but i would love to continue growing it this year and put a little more focus on it um, we put a ton of focus on the website process last year and so we're yeah. hoping to be able to shift some of that energy over branding this year um so, so that's really exciting to me. And then one of the things is that we are kind of busting at the seams in our studio, which happened really quickly because we, I think we moved into this office um, two years? About two years ago, yeah. And we are already sort of at capacity, um, which is... A good cool problem to have but yeah we all of a sudden are like oh my gosh we need a bigger studio which is very exciting um but also a little overwhelming (laughs) yeah
1: because that's another big expense we gotta add on to the and we're we 13 people now
0: is that it Mm -hmm. yeah there's 13 of us and generally generally we have an intern around so there's 14 and then you know clients are coming and going and Um, We only have
1: one conference room and it's constantly in use all day long. Yeah, I think,
0: uh, you know, I think our office is about 1200 square feet. You know, it looks a little bit like a call center. There's a there, you know, we have these big desks and we've got two or three people at each desk and they're just lined up. and, And we've we've slowly had to get rid of our, you know, sort of common areas and work area you know kind of paper cutting trimming gluing up design areas and so we're at that point there's just there's nowhere else to go so yeah so we've kind of started the hunt and we've been looking at places and it's it's yeah it's very exciting we're going to try to stick out most of the year i think in the studio just because um you know save a little money and and we still fit and everything and that way we can really take our time finding just the right just the right space spot but um yeah, I think we're we're probably looking at, at you know doubling our square footage. So um that'll be really exciting. There's a place across the street that looks pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we made an offer but um it's yeah, it seems as though we're sort of might end up in a bidding war on it. So crossing our fingers, but um it's yeah, it's a little early to to know, so
1: Well, cool. I think that's about all we got in our sort of 2016 wrap up. Yeah, things are going really good. I think that, you know, we're just learning a ton. This podcast has taught me a lot. I hope it's taught you guys a lot. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to continue growing and and hopefully improving the, uh, the lifestyles of everybody here. I know that Andrew, you found yourself doing a lot more
0: HR stuff recently. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's amazing how, uh, how that role is. I mean, you know, again, that's another hire at some point, um, maybe after that initial admin person or maybe that admin person can help out. But yeah, when you add medical insurance and, and, you know, you're trying to organize company trips and all this stuff, it just, it, it really does add up and, I'm kind of scared to know how many of my hours go toward that stuff these days, (laughs) I have to figure it out pretty soon. Cool. Well, uh, yeah, we'll probably check in
1: again in another six months and let you guys know how it's going. Um, So if you do have any questions for us, you know, write a comment on the blog at creativeagencypodcast.com. And we'll have lots more cool interviews with agency owners and experts um, this year. So stay tuned. Thanks, everybody. You've been listening to the Creative Agency Podcast with your host, Chris Bolton. When he's not podcasting or being a dad, he's the Digital Strategy Director at Murmur Creative in Portland, Oregon. Be sure to visit us online at creativeagencypodcast.com.